between the life we see and the world we dream, there are stories when they are told. Nightmares become imagination. So please. Thomas, you aren't. Hello to the guild. Today's as good of day as any to share scary stories because it's another terrifying Tuesday. Welcome to the Dim Light Anxiety Podcast. I am your host, Giggles, and last week I promised some tales from my time as a child living in a haunted hotel. So let me start with one story. We often traveled as children because my parents were divorced. Every other weekend, to be precise. (laughs) So while we were renovating some of the rooms to become our suite slash apartment in the hotel, um, we designated one room for a bag room. I mean, closet uh, space was limited, if non-existent. So it just made sense. (laughs) One day, after being exhausted from a late trip, I dropped the bag, causing it to make a loud thunk. I distinctly remember immediately after dropping the bag, hearing a woman shush me. It wasn't like someone was standing right behind me, but just outside the hallway and her voice was magnified somehow. I ran to my mother, who was just in the other room, to get some answers, assuming she had to have heard it as well. But it was only meant for me, I guess. No one else had any idea what I was talking about. It's not my scariest story, but when it happened, I was racing with fear and adrenaline to the point of shaking. The lack of confirmation also picks at me, but the hotel was notorious for hauntings. I have no doubt that something or someone didn't like all my racket. As you could tell, I live for scary stories, things that seem to be far from right. I have too many tales of real-life fears that the made-up ones are a nice vacation. From campy to, I think there's someone in my house. Scary, I want to hear them all because your fucked-up brains came up with them. Today's terror tale is the finale of a three-part twisted adventure. Written by the amazing author you can find on Reddit with the username Sugarfruit33. How is this happening? Is this real or is it all in his head? Let's find out. But first, here's a refresher of what went on last week. I limped out of the bathroom, my body weighing with exhaustion. Then I halted in front of the nursery door, my eyes scrunching shut as the sound of crying suddenly came from behind it. Never in my life have I prayed, not even for my son. It felt like shouting into a void, but at that moment, I prayed. I prayed for it to end. I needed it to end.
submitted for the approval to the guild with dim light anxiety. I call this story. The Tale of the Reborn Doll. Part 3. She let me sleep in our bed that night, but we didn't exchange any more words than good night. I could feel the back of her ankles against my legs. At some point, she even turned towards me in her sleep, but she didn't want to touch me. She needed just enough space, and I let her have it. A night without it in the house gave me the best sleep I had gotten since he died. I woke up feeling refreshed for once, but I quickly noticed the emptiness next to me. She must have gotten up early. As I left the bedroom, my brows furrowed as I heard humming from behind the nursery door. My puzzled expression twisted further as I saw my wife cradling it in her arms. Good morning. I thought you had to get rid of him. Good morning, and I did. This is the new one, she smiled. Wow, already? So fast? Express shipping, she shrugged and with a chuckle. Sweet. I'm going to try to put him down for his nap. Could you brew me a cup? Yeah, sure, I smiled before closing the door behind me. The second she couldn't see me anymore, I stood absolutely baffled. Something about it just seemed off. How could she have gotten a new one that quickly? It didn't add up. She had gotten so attached to it. The thought of her wanting to keep it, no matter the mold, didn't surprise me. What hurt the most is that she lied to me. After filling the steaming mugs, I sat them down at the table and read the news on my phone as I waited for her to come down. He didn't put up a fight, thank God. She sighed with relief as she trotted downstairs. That's good, I sipped my coffee, keeping my eyes on the screen. She sat across from me, taking slow sips as she stared off in a daze again. I occasionally glanced up at her, watching her tap her fingers against the mug and bite her cheek. Are you all right? She laughed at the question, circling her finger around the rim of the mug. Weather's nice today, she responded. It is. Maybe you should spend some time outside. You could take him out for a walk. Yeah, that sounds nice. Her words trailed off like she was dreaming. I helped her take out the baby carriage that we never got to use and watched with unease as she laid it, the doll in it. I hope you two have a nice time, I smiled. We'll be back soon. We quickly kissed before she was out the door and finally I could breathe. It was only a mere few hours but it was still time to breathe. It was also time to think. 
the past few nights I had experienced things that were beyond what I thought grief would be like. I knew it'd be haunting, but nothing like this. I never really believed in the supernatural. I'd say I'm a skeptical person, but after the constant crying, the footprints, I couldn't make any logic out of it. I'd run in circles to death before it made any actual sense. And my wife seems to know more than she's letting on. But I was scared that one more question would push her out the door. I couldn't lose her too. But now our grief wasn't just going down two different paths. It was going in completely opposite directions. She needed the doll to heal, and I needed it gone to heal. But I I didn't know how to get rid of it without hurting her in the process. I thought about tossing it and making her believe she misplaced it, but that just felt cruel. I didn't need to put her under any more distress. By the time she got back, I hadn't really moved off of square one. I still understood nothing. I figured out nothing. I was just aching even more. Are you feeling better? Yeah, it was nice to get some sun. This little guy enjoyed it too, didn't you? <laughs> didn't you? She gushed. I couldn't help but feel so uncomfortable watching her treat it like it was our son. But it's her way of coping, and I had to respect that. To at least put myself at some ease, I told myself that I'm just under a lot of stress and that my grieving mind is just playing tricks on me. I guessed being tormented by him was better than never seeing him again. That night, she laid close to me, our legs intertwined as she fell asleep against me, her arm across my chest. I missed her warmth so much. I thought his death had cooled her touch, but she was still so warm, so comforting. It was easy falling asleep that night with her against me, like a child and their favorite stuffed animal. But I was stupid to forget that life isn't unfair. It's cruel. In the middle of the night, I was awoken by the cries over the baby monitor again. Only this time, as my eyes opened, I realized I couldn't move anything else. My heart pounded as I drew in panicked breaths. My jaw merely trembled as I attempted to speak. Pleas for help caught in my throat. A tear streamed down the side of my face as I waited for my wife to wake up, but she didn't. I was locked on that bed, unable to do anything but listen to its cries. I wanted to scream, sob, punch at a fucking wall. 
but I could do absolutely nothing. Suddenly, the speaker cut out, its cries halting with a staticky screech. My trembling breaths filled the silent room as my body stayed frozen on the bed. I couldn't even squeeze out a groan to try and wake her. Then the sound of the door creaking open came from the hallway, and the cries began again, not over the speaker, but from the hallway. Its cries sounded distorted. They were deeper, more drawn out, and they sent goosebumps from head to toe. I scrunched my eyes as I begged to be able to move, the crying moving closer. Then the bedroom door slowly opened, the deep cries filling up the room. I looked over at my wife, who was still somehow asleep. I wondered if this was even happening outside of my own head. I couldn't see it, but I could tell it was moving closer with each step as its cries grew deeper. It reached the point that it sounded like it was gargling its own blood. When it stood by my ear, its sobs were deafening. Now I couldn't move, and I couldn't hear anything besides the suffocating, dizzying crying that made me feel like I was drowning in molten tar. Dada, it gurgled, and just like that, I felt my entire body unlock. And a scream worth a thousand screams exited my mouth like a dam breaking open. The sound waves rippled my throat as I scatteredly threw myself off the bed and into the corner of the room. Jesus Christ! My wife shouted as she finally woke up, ripping off her sleeping mask and turning the lamp on. I let out wails of pure terror as I balled up in the corner, my body trembling. My God, what happened? I, I, it, he was, I could barely squeeze a word out in between sobs. Jesus. She hopped off the bed and kneeled next to me, my body flinching as she reached for me. What happened? I slowly turned to her, my eyes gaping wide. Instead of saying a word, I stumbled to my feet and made my way out of the bedroom. Where are you going? What happened, Jack? I ignored her calls as I threw the nursery door open. My eyes darted around as I searched for it. Then I realized it was in the crib. Jack, what are you doing? I'm not doing this anymore. Jack, can, can we talk about this? She gasped in horror as I yanked it out of the crib. You're right, Olivia. This isn't a doll. This is a fucking parasite, and I want it gone. Jack, please, that's our son. No, it's fucking not. She winced as I screamed. Stop, please, she begged, tears pouring down her face as I began rapidly shaking it in front of her face. This isn't our son. Then in one final burst of rage, I gripped it by its throat and slammed it into the ground, 
with all of my might. In this moment, I realize that I learned two things from the death of my son. Caskets aren't supposed to be that small, and reborn dolls aren't supposed to have internal organs. That is so messed up. Sweet paralysis is one of my tremble triggers. <laughs> I'm just so glad that his inability to act by being trapped on the bed finally snapped him out of his zombie-like state. It was way past time to do something. Not saying how he acted was the stable person's reaction, but it at least got the answers we were searching for. <laughs> Well, you heard it too. What do you think? Was it scary enough? Or better question, can you do better? Can you scare the laughter out of me? If you think you are up to the task, email all scary stories to dimlightanxiety at gmail.com. Like I said, I am down to hear them all and will find a place for them big or small. <laughs> I am also a poet, which I would love to do an episode with scary story poetry, but I am not sure how well received that would be. <laughs> Let me know by dropping a line on one of my social media platforms. You can find all the links to those on the website or just try typing dim light anxiety, three words, into any search bar and maybe my page will pop up. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What is the website, you ask? I hope all my questions today are that easy. It's just the name of the podcast with the .com at the end. That's dimlightanxiety.com. Today's nightmares are thanks to a wonderful author that deserves one final shout out. You can find them on Reddit with the username sugarfruit33. Thank you guys so much for listening with me today. I would have been too scared to brave it on my own. You, If you enjoyed today's episode, Please give me a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, Google, or any platform you use to listen to today's episode. It really, really helps get this podcast out there so more people can leave laughing scared. <laughs> and now for the much-anticipated finale of this three-week question. What is that thing? Enjoy, if you dare. My wife crumbled to her knees as she let out those cries, the ones I could never forget. My breathing and heartbeat practically stopped, my body shutting down for a moment as I stared down at the spilled gray organs and mushy skin that she attempted to cup into her trembling hands. I slowly looked up at her, utter horror hanging on my expression. Olivia, what is this? He didn't belong down there. He belongs with me. With us. 
I declare this meeting of the guild with dim light anxiety closed. I look forward to spooking you each week. So until the next, creep it real. <laughs>